Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I met my next guest back in August 2016, and I remember the interview. Well, she's a pioneering side saddle rider, the holder of several world records, including the world's highest jump at seven feet. And in that conversation back then... The world was her oyster. Everything was going so well. She had so many wonderful plans for the future. A month later, her life changed and changed forever. And she's back with me on Late Lunch today to tell the story. Susan Oakes, it's really good to see you. Thank you so much for having me here. Not at all. Thank you for coming in to us. A month later, you're in New York. What are you doing in New York? I was invited over to jump in Central Park Horse Show in New York. Oh, Central Park. Yes. Unbelievable is right. Unbelievable. So you're over there, you're jumping, you're taking part, all's good. What happened? I was warming up for my, um, for the competition in Long Island and my saddle broke and I landed on my feet like if I dismounted the horse and whatever way the shock went up through my feet, it created two bleeds on my brain. Now, the way you tell me that, it wouldn't be unusual for you to land like this. It wasn't from an enormous height or anything, was it? No, it wasn't from a huge height at all. It was, for me, it was like a freak accident. And what did you feel immediately? You you had two bleeds on your brain, was it? Yeah, I have no recollection of anything. You were out of it, were you? Out of it. Just like that? Like that. There and the next minute gone? Gone. (laughs) And when did you have recollection? When was the next time you remember something? I remembered probably a few a week or so after that I really came back to have my like mind that I was able to remember and t- talk and yeah. So see. a consciousness came back, back after a week. Yes, I take it you're intensive care in hospital in New York. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was in two different hospitals. I was transferred from one hospital to another and it was a very serious yes. injury. Absolutely. Do you remember that time coming too? Have you any memory of that? Who you saw? Did you realise Do you realise that you're gone for a week and you just come back? It's all pretty much a blur for maybe a few months. The whole few months around that is really a blur. Okay, because your speech went, you you weren't able to talk? Yeah, I lost my speech, my eyesight in my left eye and all my left side was like if I had a stroke. Paralysis. Yes. What about your memory? My memory is 
was com- wasn't great at that time. And look over the last two and a half years, it comes it's coming back slowly. Uh, like things like Facebook and seeing pictures reminds me of different things. So how long did you spend in hospital and how long did you spend in the States before you could fly? They, I was there for, I think it, they say for five or six weeks before I could fly home. Were you anxious to get back home at that stage? Well, because you have such a serious brain injury, you're not really with it, to be honest. Still at that Still stage, at that you stage. felt that you just hadn't a grasp, grasp of, of anything. Yeah. But I was lucky that when I flew home, my parents were so good to me and took me home. They minded you. <laughs> yeah, did they, they really did. And did you bit by bit realise then what had happened uh, to you? Yeah, at that point, when I couldn't really communicate with people as well as I wanted to, and my eyesight and my balance was really bad. Um, if I wanted to walk across the road, I was it, it was very difficult because I couldn't see, judge the traffic coming and different things like that. I couldn't see the distance and different things. So it was very inter- like very hard. You knew your mum and dad. Did you know people? Did you know your your I family members? The, yeah, my family members. But if some people came up to me in the street or different things, it might not just automatically register who they were or how I knew them. And did that frustrate or annoy you? Or do you just take it as it is and get on with it? There was a huge amount of frustration. It was so, so frustrating because I couldn't, I may have looked okay, but inside I didn't feel okay. So, yeah, very frustrating. Were you low in yourself? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I got very low and felt very depressed. Um, and that, but that is all part of a brain injury. Mm. Now that after I learned all about it, that frustration and depression are a normal part of a brain injury. The bleeds are dealt with or do they settle themselves? What happens there? Do you have to have surgery or anything? Or, or oh, no. they Nothing s- like that? Luckily, I, I had, didn't have any of that. They just settle themselves. OK. What about the paralysis? How long did it take before that went? It gradually came back Um it like didn't take too long. I was back on a horse um, a few months later because all I wanted to do was get back on a horse. And I did. But my eyesight wasn't as good as I expected when I was on the horse, because then I realized I had a vertigo. So when I sat on the horse, I realized my eyesight was not as good as maybe I wish. In both eyes or one? My left eye. And the right was okay, wasn't it? The right it? was okay. So sometimes I used to put my hand over my left eye so that my right eye would focus better. How are you today? I am perfect today. You have it fully back? I'm 100%. What about the speech? My speech is very good. Sometimes if I get tired still after two and a half years of going through the whole thing, I can sometimes, yeah, if I'm tired, you can notice maybe I'll slur slightly. Yes. And work obviously had to happen. Rehabilitation. Did you go to rehab or what what was involved there? Because I had a brain injury in America and then I came home to Ireland, I 
I hadn't, I didn't really, nobody really knew about his support or what way to go about it. So I was kind of left, I, I didn't really know where to go or where to turn. And did you make this recovery on your own? A lot of it now. My parents were amazing and some of my, my friends and the whole lot. And the horses were really as well my therapy, even though I couldn't do so much with them. Just spending time with them was really good. And in the country kept me grounded. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Because there, you know, there are supports out there for people who suffer incidents like you did as well. But you virtually did it with your immediate family, friends and the horses. You obviously had that deeply ingrained in your mind that you were back with them so quickly. Yeah, I just wanted to get back in touch straight away with the horse. So you'd attribute a lot to them in your rehabilitation. Yeah, they were just so good and every minute I spent with them was just Mm. great and I felt that. Now, after having such a traumatic incident and time as this, you're a devil. You're back on the horse as soon as you can. But what about going forward? Because I know you're back full <laughs> tilt now and I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Is there concern, you know, if something happened to you again, if you got a similar incident or does that cross your mind or what's the take on that? No, I personally don't feel any, like I want to go ahead with all my horse riding activities I am a little bit more conscious that I don't want to hit my head again uh, and things like that so I have like my helmet that I wear and Mm. my safety what I wear for I would be more conscious maybe of where I'm going and what I'm doing on a horse yes yes but remember it was through your feet Susan, the last time that this <laughs> this shock happened. Anyway, please God, lightning will not strike twice in your case. Do you feel lucky? I am so grateful for everything and I'm so grateful that I had my accident because I have come back as a new person and I feel that I've been reborn. Has life changed? I've asked this many times mm. to people who've come through a lot in their lives. What was it a life-defining time for you? Yeah, my life has completely and utterly changed. In what way? What what What's your outlook now? I am... Um, nothing can stress me or I feel that I'm a better... I'm a better person. As a result? Yeah. Will you hear what's planned by Susan Oakes in the next while? She is remarkable. I want to head to a short break on late lunch. If you've anything to say, a comment to make, don't forget the numbers as usual. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text or 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. And our social media as well. We love to hear from you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp. We're there, LMFM Radio. We know you are too. Get in touch. Susan Oakes is with us on late lunch. And a month after she was with us last in 2016, her life changed forever as you've been hearing. Now the Camino is something that people love to do Susan and walk and walk aspects of it because it's a trail that actually goes from north to south in in Europe the whole thing. You're going to do the Camino now? Yes I am. I've decided that I am going to ride the Camino side saddle from Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port as far as Finisterre which is 899 kilometres. Precisely. She wouldn't even go to 900, <laughs> that one extra kilometre. 899 kilometres on a horse, side saddle. 
I yes, I really want to raise awareness for two charities. So I thought this was the perfect thing to do. And I've always really I've heard a lot about it, people doing the Camino and my mother has walked different parts of it and I really wanted to do it. Okay. And did you always intend doing it on a horse whenever you did it? Or was the walking on your mind at one stage? No, always on a horse. Maybe not always side saddle, but definitely always on a horse. Why wouldn't you just throw your leg over and do it, you know, the easy way, Susan? Because I think that when I'm going to raise money for a charity, I also have to put myself uh, to make it like, yeah, tougher, tougher. So you want to do this the, I really tough, want the to toughest do. way toughest for you. Way. That's it. You have how many horses going out to do this? I have four horses that will leave Ireland tomorrow. And will three others ride the other horses with you or what will happen? Yes, so my friend from France, Maud, she's going to ride the whole way, the whole 899 kilometres with me. But then people will join me along the way. So I have two spare horses that they can join me. That you just have to tag along, which it sounds simple, doesn't it? <laughs> Holy God, yeah. this takes organising. Yeah, it really does. And an awful lot of organising has gone in in the last few weeks. I can imagine because it's all right when you're walking and you have to get your accommodation at night and your food and everything. But when you have four four legged friends with you as well. Yeah, it is a little bit like a wing and a prayer because not many people ride the Caminos on horseback. So it is a little bit more difficult because uh, we're not too sure where it's stabling and fields. But most farmers just to let open their gates and let let us in, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> you hope. My God, it's on a bit of a wing and a prayer, isn't it? I thought you'd have all the pit stops organised and that. Not so, no. Not all the way. Some of the way. Okay. But because we're not too sure how many kilometres we'll get done on different days, mm. we don't want to put ourselves under pressure to try and make it to different points. I love this. It really is. It's an adventure and a half, let me say. So you, where do you fly into? Tell me again where you start from. So we're starting in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port, which is in France, and then we go over the Pyrenees into Spain and right over to the coast. My God, I can just picture the the, the mountains and what you're going to encounter there as well. Absolutely mm-hmm. marvellous. So there's yourself, some friends and the horses. How long is it going to take you? How long have you set aside for this? I have set aside three and a half weeks so I'm hoping on average between 40 and 50 kilometres a day. We're only going to be doing it at walk to enjoy the scenery and the time and meet other pilgrims mm. along the way. Now, the charities you've chosen, we were talking to Father Michael earlier, isn't it funny? He's <laughs> leaving after 20 years and he wants to help people in the uh, Dundalk area. You want to help two charities as well. Who are they? I really want to raise awareness for Acquired Brain Injury Ireland and SPANA. Uh, Acquired Brain Injury Ireland, I want just for the rider riders welfare and all equine. People don't maybe know that there's an amazing charity out there that you can be fully supported 
because an awful lot of people that ride horses get concussion and different things. And it's just to raise awareness on what's out there. OK, so that's Acquired Brain Injury Ireland. SPANA, what does that stand for? SPANA is supporting the working animals in the world. So donkeys, mules, horses and camels. And they're like the un- maybe the unforgotten uh, things they're like so important workforce uh, there's 200 million animals still in the world today that are that are used that work yeah. and are working animals and these people what are they ones that uh, concentrate on the welfare or what what happens yeah so they concentrate on the welfare so they teach train and educate the people in the areas how to to work with the animals and look after and them. look after them. yeah Most because you know neglect of animals especially working animals is a shocking yes. shocking sign. so they're into the education of the people who rely on working animals camels horses and donkeys in their daily lives yes I like that. I never heard of them before. Yeah. Spana, Spana is their name. Isn't that interesting? So you're heading off tomorrow. Yeah, I'm heading off tomorrow. We just intercepted her before <laughs> she headed off on the Camino today. Isn't this even more fantastic? And then, of course, you're, you would never rest on your laurels. I remember the last time we talked, I said, oh my, oh my, how does this woman juggle all this? You're going into competition then after this. Yeah, so when I finish in Spain, I head back to France and I am the four horses that I'm bringing over are going to take part in um, the point to point races in France Mm. with uh, it's a ladies side saddle race. Okay, so that is coming up after that. The work has taken a back seat, has it, at the minute, the dental game, yes? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm just taking a little bit of time out. Yeah, at this minute in time. Yeah. And uh, in February of this year, you mentioned your mum and dad and your family. Sadly, your dad, Oliver, Oliver Oaks, he was so well known, he passed away. Yeah, it was a big shock. Um but he went very peacefully. Did he? Yes. yes. But I'm sure you miss him immensely. Oh, I miss him so much. Uh-huh. And that's why I really want to go as well and on the Camino and have time to reflect. Exactly. And it's a lovely, lovely place to reflect for people. Many people do it in the walking sense. But this woman is doing almost 900 <laughs> kilometres, just one short side saddle all the way and across the mountains as well between France and Spain. Incredible. I'm delighted to see you again today and you really are fantastic what you've overcome. Well done to you. Thank you so much. Wish you well with the Camino. Shall we talk and see how you get on down the road later on in the year, please God. But for the moment, Susan Oakes, thank you so much for joining me on Late Lunch today. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 